Hello, welcome to the Clifford Chance podcast, where our experts discuss pressing issues and trends faced by the business world today. My name is Alex Post, and I'm a finance and capital market lawyer in the Clifford Chance Paris office. Today's episode is the second episode in our debt capital markets mini-series. We will be talking to Cecilia Rapinski, founder and CEO of Green Assets Wallet, a global trust platform that accelerates impactful asset allocation through transparent reporting and the validation of impact investments. Cecilia, first of all, thank you for joining. Thank you, Alexander, for having me on this podcast. It's our pleasure. So the main focus of today's episode is going to be on the Green Assets Wallet as an example of innovation which is seeking to address certain obstacles in the green bond market. However, let us first set the scene by explaining what we mean by green bond reporting. Green bonds are bonds whose proceeds are applied exclusively to eligible green projects. Issuance of green bonds can include financing of renewable energy, sustainable resource use, conservation, clean transportation, as well as projects that help us adapt to climate change. For as long as green bonds are outstanding, issuers are expected to disclose, usually on an annual basis, up-to-date information as to firstly allocation, that is how much the proceeds have been allocated to green projects, and secondly impact, that is to what extent the green projects that have been financed having a positive impact on the environment. This periodic disclosure is known as green bond reporting. At present, European legislation gives green bond issuers a great bit of flexibility as to how they carry out their green bond reporting. That said, common standards of good practice have been developed and various working groups of sustainable finance actors and experts have sought to encourage best practices for impact reporting. Cecilia, hopefully that gives us enough background to begin. Perhaps you could start by explaining what the Green Asset Wallet is and what it seeks to achieve. Absolutely, Alexander, and thank you so much for that excellent introduction to the green bond market. So as you mentioned, um, the Green Assets Wallet is a global trust platform that accelerates impactful asset allocation, and we do that through transparent and cost-efficient reporting and validation of impact. So what we do is really to support capital markets to finance a credible transition towards more sustainable economies. And what this means in practice is that on our platform, issuers of sustainable bonds communicate their transition targets and their impact achievements to a global market, while investors, on the other hand, get access to trusted and quantifiable impact data from these issuers. And this allows investors to make better allocation choices and also to evaluate the investment based upon the impact reported. Our vision is to through this platform, support significantly ramping up the market for assets that have a clear, measurable, and positive impact. And to do that, we use financial technologies so that we can break down any barriers that are currently hindering the market from growing into its full potential, such as lack of data and cost-efficient means to establish trust for more impactful assets. We have seen this very strong growth for sustainable assets in the last couple of years. That said, the market for sustainable debt is still only a small fraction of the total debt market. And we also have the situation where demand outstrips supply and there's very fierce competition for assets that investors can easily establish trust for. So there are many opportunities to invest that are not harnessed due to lack of transparency, 
and ability to confirm credibility of sustainable assets. And this is hindering the market to grow further. So the way we see it is that there is a lot of room for growth into new players, overlooked geographies and industries, assets. And our mandate is basically to, to service this independent platform to demonstrate solutions for scaling green finance and investment and support more issuers to demonstrate a credible transition targets to raise capital and for investors to get exactly the information they need to expand their scope into more actors and assets. Thank you, Celia. That's very interesting. I actually came across your platform when reading a news article, and I was seriously impressed by the originality of the idea. Providing an interactive, independent digital platform for sustainable finance reporting in order to overcome certain obstacles in the green bond market, in particular the risk of greenwashing and the difficulty for certain issues to gain the trust of green investors. For the benefit of our listeners, perhaps you can touch upon two things which I found particularly innovative. Firstly, the use of blockchain technology to provide an immutable green track record. And secondly, your focus on helping issuers provide relevant and meaningful impact data. Absolutely. So issuers can report on the Green Asset Wallet platform in two ways. They can upload their impact data themselves on our platform, and this leaves a transparent and trustworthy record. This means that reporting information published on the platform, including second opinion and impact reports, they get stored on the blockchain and they can't be manipulated. And this provides a permanent track record of green performance. At the same time, this is rewarded in form of a transparent and easily to monitor track record of demonstrated green impact and promises to the market that is visible to investors globally. So the green assets wallet basically holds issues accountable for both their promises, transition targets, and the reports on impact achievements. We have three types of users to the Green Asset Wallet platform, issuers being one of them, investors another, and then we also have validators. And as mentioned, issuers can upload and broadcast information on the blockchain around their commitments, deliverables and validation, whereas investors can create portfolios, evaluate and monitor investments, have access to benchmarking, aggregated data and key impact metrics. And this makes it much easier to compare green issues and also to eliminate greenwashing. And through continuous innovation and adaptation, because the green as well is really a living platform and this is a very dynamic market, so we are constantly innovating to make sure that our metrics are, you know, conform with current regulations, are in line with standard setting guidelines, for example, the ICMA reporting standards, and hence that we can provide solutions that are as meaningful as possible to the market. The third group being validators are third act, third party actors that can upload second opinions, certificates, audits, evidence, etc. Thank you, Cecilia. So uh, the blockchain technology helps issuers gain legitimacy in the green bond market and it builds confidence amongst investors. Uh, perhaps we can spend a little more time talking about the impact reporting itself, which you clearly see as a key point for the growth of the sustainable finance market. Absolutely. To succeed with a sustainability transition, 
impact finance is instrumental. And it's very important that impact finance goes to credible assets that do deliver on real-world impact in the real economy and without negative trade-offs. And this credibility can't be overlooked. But at the same time, for impact investment to lead to a transition, volume needs to be ramped up too. Otherwise, we risk that impact investments remain a small fraction of the total market and that we actually don't get this transition. And our job is, is there to apply financial technology so that we can disrupt this trade-off and secure both credibility and volume. To do that, Green Asset Solid needs to enable as many actors as possible to establish trustworthiness and credibility. And the very first step is to provide trusted data. So the Green Asset Solid platform provides issuers with a standardized format that they can follow to ensure that they report in line with the ICMA guidelines and ensure that the metrics they publish are the most relevant for investors. And finally, we also make sure that there is a certain level of flexibility that allows issuers to include other relevant impact data, uh, impact stories, and improve their reporting with SDG linkages, geographical filters, tags. For example, we have a tag for EU taxonomy compliance, etc. So by using the green asset wallet, um, we can ensure that the metrics that are used reflect real impact and we can reward a good track record. And investors can be more certain that the investments will reflect the impact that they are looking for. Two-thirds of investors think that impact reporting as it is in its current state is inadequate, which is the most sought after metrics, you know, um, so the main areas that need improving here are transparency, standardization, links to the SDGs, links to the user proceeds categories, actual projects, et cetera, et cetera, and we address that. And our objective is really to make impact assessments as comparable and meaningful as possible for investors and on the issuer side to make reporting as straightforward as possible. But then again, the Green Asset Wallet is more than a nice, designed, and user-friendly platform. First, we deliver this trust by using FinTech. We can store the data that's uploaded. We can hold issuers accountable. We can consistently nudge issuers towards best practice. Uh, we also offer this system for third-party validation. For example, we had a Malaysian issuer demonstrating trust by validating their solar power plants through third-party remote sensing that also recorded any changes to the surrounding forest cover. And this type of trusted third-party validation solutions enable issuers to build up a solid and trusted record, eliminate any perceived risks that is needed for investors to recognize them and decide to engage. Second, the Green Asset Wallet is also about building a trusted network where key players that are needed for the sustainability transition, both project owners and their financiers and investors, can effectively meet and exchange information in the right way. Thank you. So that very clearly sets up what you do, how FinTech is at the forefront of your efforts, and why you are focused so much on impact reporting. 
perhaps as we move towards the end of today's podcast, we can touch upon the direction in which you see green bond reporting going. The recent trend has been to encourage common standards of good practice for green bond reporting, as opposed to pushing an overly prescriptive approach. This is reflected in the ICMA Impact Reporting Handbook, the Nordic Public Sector Paper, and the proposed EU Green Bond Standard, the latter of which has not yet been passed into law, but will likely be a voluntary standard. What direction do you see Green Bond reporting going? Do you agree that flexibility is key, or do you think that we will see more and more standardisation? I suppose with that second question, I'm thinking in particular of the proposed reform of the non-financial reporting directive, which may have implementing more stringent reporting requirements for public interest entities. Well, this is a very interesting point. My firm belief is that we need both standardization and flexibility because without clear guidelines, it's very difficult to navigate the world of sustainable and impact investment. So I think that standards and guidelines are very much needed and that they need to be based on science because nature does not negotiate. And if we truly want to succeed with a transition, science must always be the starting point. That said, we also need to be aware that there are different needs by in these different markets and by different market participants. Their context and hence reporting expectations, resources and objectives. In my view, it is okay that far from all actors comply with standards or taxonomies as they are being developed because that means that these standards are forward-looking and calls for dynamic improvements in order to be reached. And if we take, for example, the European taxonomy, to me, this can set a clear target for a credible transition and create targeted incentives for improvement. Investors can be informed by these standards in their investment policies. For example, an investor can have a strategy to invest in actors to comply with a standard combined with investment in actors who demonstrate a credible and measurable transition towards reaching that standard. What's really key for the investor is to be able to easily understand and easily establish who are the ones that are changing and making required improvements to the business bottom line. And that's where we come in to help ensure a credible transition. Furthermore, we see, for example, that there is quite a difference in emerging markets where actors are still trying to find the bearings on impact reporting in general. And here, standardization and harmonization, as well as regulation, will become key to empower and elevate those markets into more credibility and transparency. So while there are different sustainability priorities and challenges in different markets and sectors, we need a certain degree of flexibility. But the importance of the global goals, the sustainable development goals, as universally comparable should not be underestimated. So standardization can be extremely useful to allow for clear links to these global goals. Thank you, Cecilia. I think you make a very valid point that smaller market actors need more flexibility in their reporting. And it's interesting to hear you talk about the need for a more scientific approach. It's certainly a fine balance to find between countering greenwashing and, and pulling off potential green bond issues. Aside from the more traditional green bond market, 
where issuers promise investors to use the proceeds of their investment for specific green activities without any kind of specific penalty or recourse for investors if such promises aren't respected. We've also seen the development of a new category or various new categories of sustainable finance, social bonds, green loans, sustainable bonds, sustainability linked bonds, sustainability linked loans, and so on. What are your thoughts on the development of the sustainability linked market where companies make promises to investors as to their sustainable activities and potentially pay penalty premiums or increase coupons to investors in the event that such sustainable performance targets aren't met? Presumably, you see the development as a positive step rather than as a sign of market fragmentation. So again, I think it all boils down to a credible transition, and that's not necessarily linked to which label the issue raises capital through. Any issuer whose overall business is driving more greenhouse gas emissions, for example, can't credibly raise capital through either labeled or sustainability-linked bond isolated from the core of the business bottom line. And indeed, sustainability-linked assets are um, riskier from a greenwashing perspective, but at the same time, there can be a credible and impactful, very important sustainability-linked asset should the issue make significant improvements to the overall business. So we think that there is a lot of opportunities in sustainability-linked assets as long as an investor is able to easily understand which assets that are driving a credible transition to the entire business. And this really depends, for example, on what the capital is used for in the broader context. So as long as the issue can effectively demonstrate credible sustainability targets that have been validated and verifiable improvements, that's a considered you know, a credible transition. The common thread here is really credible transition and how to verify it. Thank you, Cecilia. So unfortunately, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. To wrap things up, I suppose the key takeaways from today's discussion are that despite its impressive growth, there are still factors holding back the green bond market, and it remains only a fraction of the total bond market, mainly limited to established players in certain markets and industries. For the green bond market to expand and meet increasing demand, new levels of issuer transparency and ways to determine credibility will be needed. Regulation and standardization can help get us there, but it should not be seen as the only solution. The Green Assets Wallet is an example of how innovation and thinking outside of the box can help break down barriers and stimulate the green one market. Cecilia, thank you so much for joining us. One final question for you. What is next for the Green Assets Wallet? Thank you. Well, we see the future as bright, um, not only for sustainable finance per se, but also for the Green Assets Wallet. We are experiencing a tremendous push from issuers and investors alike. They're interested in a credible impact. There's so much more we, we need to do, but also that we are doing with emerging markets coming into the picture, smaller issuers, um, new assets that are not necessarily labeled and companies and how to support these to demonstrate credibility so that investors can easily recognize that. Furthermore, after the pandemic, we need to rebuild large parts of the economy and many investors are very clear on that they want to rebuild sustainably. So there is a great push for platforms such as ours that would help investors to identify credible assets to invest in. For the Green Assets Wallet, um, we are in a stage of high growth. We are focusing on getting the key players in the market to have catch for them. We are expanding. We plan to add more 
sustainable assets to the platform. We are directly linking invested credible issuers and there's plenty in the pipeline. So do stay tuned as we continue to, to grow and innovate and adapt to this fast changing market. Thank you, Cecilia. That all sounds very exciting. A huge thank you once again for joining us today. Thank you so much, Alexander. You can find out more about the latest ESG developments and our ESG offering, as well as the latest tech updates and our global fintech offering on our website, www.cliffordchance.com. You've been listening to the Clifford Chance podcast on our Debt Capital Markets mini-series. Please subscribe to our podcast by visiting cliffordchance.com and follow us on LinkedIn. Thank you for tuning in.